Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlov, and today I want to explore with you the theme that life is but a dream. You know, we all have, as far as I know, <laughs> grown up, at least here in the United States, learning a simple rhyme as children. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. I've even seen that song used in various spiritual settings. Uh, but it's a message that comes from other sources as well. For example, in Shakespeare's great play, The Tempest, which is considered his final play, his final statement, and it's really very hermetic in the sense of the ancient hermetic magical tradition. The hero of the play, Prospero, is a magus in the deep sense of the word, a person of true spiritual and magical powers, not uh, a phony magician like in Ben Jonson's play, The Alchemist. But, and he says, we are the stuff that dreams are made of. It would seem that the statement was meant by Shakespeare in a very profound way. And I've come across the same idea recently because I have enrolled in a, an online course with a Tibetan Lama on the subject of Tibetan dream yoga. And one of the very first exercises in the practice of Tibetan dream yoga is throughout the day, in, throughout the act of waking day, to say to myself, this is a dream. 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 And to say it with real fervency, not to say it mechanically, but to appreciate what it means that this is a dream. Now, I'm here in the video studio. This seems very physical to me. It's a place I've been in many times before. And if you're watching this video, if there's really a you out there and you're not just a figment of my dream, then this must seem rather physical to you. It must seem rather strange to think to yourself that this could be a dream. Now, there is a sense in which I understand it could be a dream, and that is not so much in the perception of it as uh, physical reality, that this isn't, this isn't solid, this isn't physical, but in the sense that I'm here because I have some attitudes about this situation. I'm here because of a whole history of, you could say, karma or dharma or simply life events that have brought me to this place now. And maybe there is a sense in which all of that has happened so quickly, it's like a dream. After all, I'm in the here and now. I imagine that all these past events occurred that brought me to this point. But yet there's another sense, and that is, what if I'm filled with strong emotion? Where is that coming from? Now, at the moment, I don't feel anger. I can't say that. I don't feel grief. I can't say that. Uh, I feel very positive. I feel happy that I can communicate with you. But what is that all about? Where did that arise? Could I be misleading myself in any way? about it or misleading you? Am I pretending to be something that I'm not? Is that what the dream is about? Am I uh, full of some 
unnecessary feelings? Well, I guess I could examine that, but at the moment, I feel clear. So, if it's a dream, it's a dream of clarity. I can say that. So, that brings us to the next level then. That brings us to the level of looking at if everything I perceive seems normal and solid and wide awake, not a dream in that sense, and if I'm not ensnared by some emotion that is pulling me away from my own center so that I'm caught up in an illusion, if that's not a dream, could the dream be part of a, a larger picture? That is, maybe I am actually uh, not here in this physical body the way I think I am, the way I normally presume myself to be here physically with you, that my, let's call it my spirit, is so much larger. It exists on, let us say, 38 other dimensions of time and space simultaneously. So, to the extent that I buy into this one and think that this is the only reality then that's a dream. Now, in the Tibetan yoga practice, I kind of get the impression, the idea is, if I'm able to, in my waking life, appreciate that this is a dream, then it will be easier for me, in a dream experience, to be awake enough to know that that is a dream. And here in the uh, waking state, which I believe I am in right now, I can test things, I can pinch myself, I can see how solid I am, and, and you can test that out in a dream as well. Sometimes objects in a dream, if you test them, they actually do feel solid, and sometimes they don't. And I wonder, for example, if that means that we're in, there are different dream spaces different dream architectures, one might say, depending on uh, uh, the uh, position one is in in a, in a dream hyperspace where sometimes things are solid and sometimes they are not. Could we map it out mathematically? But the larger sense, as a parapsychologist, I look at the data on reincarnation. It suggests the possibility that the human soul persists life after life after life after life. I don't know that for sure, but we certainly do know that there are uh, over a thousand uh, cases well documented where young children remember having had a verifiable past lifetime. So it does suggest, minimally speaking, that the human soul, the human spirit is much larger than just this one life. And if that's the case, then this one life is like a dream because we awaken from it to a larger reality. And maybe there's a sense in which we know all along that once we are awake from this dream, that that larger reality is even more real than the real that we take this to be. Now, one of the other suggestions I got from the uh, Tibetan Lama teaching the dream yoga class is not to take this life so seriously. We get caught up in it. It's hard to accept that this is a dream if you're very, very serious about it. And sometimes, naturally, if you're ill in a hospital, if, if you're dealing with any kind of life and death situation, it seems incredibly serious at the moment. And yet, there's also 
I think, moments, at least moments, when we can step back and in the most serious of situations appreciate that this, too, is part of a larger picture. As the president of the Intuition Network, the nonprofit organization that I ran for many years dedicated to creating a world in which everybody felt encouraged to cultivate and apply their own in, inner intuitive abilities, we emphasized the idea of uh, one of my colleagues, Sharon Frankemont, called it Operation Big Picture. Try to see things from the largest picture possible. And from the largest picture possible, it makes sense to me to say that, yes, we are the stuff that dreams are made of. In a deep philosophical sense, even though this reality seems so very physical to me and this room is so familiar uh, and I'm comfortable here, I have to appreciate that this is all just experience. Everything is part of my own experience here, just as a dream is experience. And you can't ever get out of that experience. There's no other way to experience the world but through experience. <laughs> We're trapped in experience, one might say, and in that sense, everything is a dream, whether we're asleep and dreaming or awake and dreaming. Well, these are my thoughts. This is my meditation on the idea that life is but a dream and that we are the stuff that dreams are made of. What does this mean for you? Are you also the stuff that dreams are made of? Does it give you an opportunity to pause and reconsider? Are some things in your life maybe not quite as serious as you had supposed them to be? If we live multiple lives or if we have a life after this life, it certainly would suggest that the things that seem so very serious to us, like life and death, what could be more serious than that? are maybe less serious than they seem. And I'll leave you with that thought. Thank you for being with me.